I'm your host, Alyssa. Thanks for joining me. Tonight, I have my husband, Cisco, guest hosting again. Hey, everyone. It is a pleasure to be back today. So the song I just played is a very sad song by John Lennon called Mother, and it kind of fits with this, the theme of this episode, wouldn't you say? Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So, honey, let's go ahead and get started with this episode. This is a classic one, huh? It is. Uh, from the beginning, it's just laughter. And it just continues, man. All right. So the episode we're, we're reviewing is Mother Simpson. It was from season seven, episode eight. It aired on November 19th, 1995. How old were you? Like I was nine years old. Nine years old. I was in high school learning how to drive. I so, was in fourth grade. <laughs> we always have to talk about this, don't we? Actually, I was in third grade because technically <laughs> you start wondering behind. So yeah, I was in third grade. All right, well, like I always do, I'm going to go over the top Billboard hits of 1995. Number one, Fantasy, Mariah Carey. Number two, Gangsters, Paradise from Dangerous Minds. Oh, sorry, Gangsta's Paradise from Dangerous Minds. Remember that song? Mm-hmm. That's a good movie. I like Dangerous Minds. I was uh, I lived in L.A. when the movie came out, and we actually lived where the movie got filmed, so. Oh, yeah? Yep. Got to visit the studio. What high school was it? I don't remember. But it really, you, you're serious though. Kinda. <laughs> we knew where it was going to build. No, that movie was for that movie was in the Bay Area. It was in Oakland. I know. Okay, never but, mind. Um, around the same time, there's another very crummy movie uh, that I wish was better. Stand and Deliver. No, well, that's okay. Oh <laughs> uh, no, it's called uh, Thin Line Between Love and Hate. Oh yeah. And that movie was actually filmed like right across the street from me. Oh, okay. Which is cool because then they had like. All the trailers and all the stuff like that, mm-hmm. and then they had um, like the catering food, and on the way to school we would stop and they would just like give us food and stuff. Oh, that's, yeah. it's called uh, uh, what something service. Well, they saw like food trailers What's and stuff called? like that. I, I can't remember it right now. They had oh. like food trucks and all kinds of cool. It was, it was fun. Okay, number three, Runaway Janet Jackson. She was really hot around this time. She that was when she had that uh, all the yeah. She was really big. Uh, number four, you remind me of something, R. Kelly. Ooh, oh. look, look what happened to that guy. R. Kelly, he, he's the man. I don't care what everybody says. <laughs> Tell me, Groove Theory. I don't remember that song. Kiss from a Rose, Seal. Oh, oh, that seal. played that all the dang time. There he is, right there. Uh-huh. Number seven, Back for Good, Take That. I remember that song. Number eight, Who Can I Run To, Escape. Number nine, As I Lay Me Down, Sophie B. Hawkins. Yeah. Number 10, name one of my favorite bands of all time, the Goo Goo Dolls. Okay. And quick note. Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> Mariah Carey is still married to uh, Nick Cannon. I thought they got divorced. That's really? Uh-huh. I He's could've... dating somebody else. Well, he could still date. I mean. I don't know how I know this because I don't really follow the news. But I. Well, I mean, they could still be married and he could still be dating. I mean, okay. if you're down with that kind of relationship, then hey. Uh, <laughs> well, you know what? He had a good run. <laughs> All right. Uh, back to where we were. Back to where we were. Okay, so the episode starts off with <laughs> with the employees. They're C- Cisco thinks they're doing like a, a adopt a highway. That's exactly what they're doing. Okay. Um, 
the power plant is, you know, adopting a highway. So uh, Mr. Burns out there putting on you know, the good face, and they have the sign saying basically that this is being cleaned up by them. Mm-hmm. And he goes out there to get a picture taken, him cleaning up. And the moment he does, he chucks everything on the ground and just tells the rest of the guys that he has to clean. Oh, that they have to clean. I'm sorry. It's so funny when we do a podcast together because you see things that I don't catch. That's why I like doing podcasts with other people. Well, I'm very observant. You are very observant. Only two with Simpsons. Everything else can go, you know, pooey. So we see everybody but Homer. Hey, where's Homer? How'd he get out of this? Hey, everybody! Up here! Simpson, stop frolicking and get to work. Right away, Mr. Smithers. I'll just walk across these slippery rocks. Ah! Oh, no! He's going over the falls! Good. He snagged that tree branch. Oh no! The branch broke off. Oh good! He can grab onto them pointy rocks. Oh no! The rocks broke his arms and legs. Oh good! Those helpful beavers are swimming out to save him. Oh no! They're biting him and stealing his pants. Lord, he'll be sucked into the turbine. Who was that corpse? Homer Simpson, sir. <laughs> One of the finest, bravest men ever to grace Sector 7G. Okay, so everybody thinks Homer's dead, but in the in the very next scene, he's hiding behind a bush with Bart, and he's saying... Well, first, after that whole uh, situa- situation happened, Homer's like, yeah, best $600 I've ever spent, so let's make the best out of the Saturday. Mm-hmm. So, um, so this was saying... Next scene, Homer's, uh, you can see two kites being flown. You're like, oh, wow, they're doing it. <laughs> but that's actually just Lisa and March. And then Homer is on a hammock swing like always. And then Bart's just hitting the concrete with a hammer. <laughs> yeah. They're and, making the most of their Saturday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, <laughs> I'm sorry, so it's a funny scene. And then um, Reverend Lovejoy and the Flanders come to the door. Because his death is already in the newspaper. Oh, yes. This is probably one of those uh, towns where they have a double paper. Immediate news stories like that. Well, you have your morning paper and your afternoon paper. Oh, we used to have that in Santa Barbara where I live. Yeah, Yeah. we used to have A lot of places used to have that. Mm -hmm. Um, And, by the way, support your local printed news. Um, It's a a dying, uh, what do you call it, medium? Yeah. It is. It is. All right. It's all electronic, everything now. Boom. Back to the, the okay. story. Well, uh, they come to console Marge and give their condolences. And Marge is like, what are you talking about? Homer's out back in the hammock. And it shows, like, the hammock. Well, then they all go to the back yeah. to see it. And the hammock is just empty, swaying in the, uh, in the Leaves wind. Leaves falling down. And then, uh, <laughs> of course, there's like, oh, of course he's not dead. He's, uh, he's right here in all our hearts. And, <laughs> yeah, that's good. And then they basically think that she's gone nutty. And two seconds later, you see Lisa's just skipping around. Oh, jolly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Reverend Lovejoy schizo, uh, gives them a business card for their... Uh, for a counselor. For a counselor. Because <laughs> obviously they're not right. And now Patty and Selma come to the door now that they found out that Homer's dead. And by the way, there's uh, the house is full of... Flowers, oh, yeah. a memoriam, memoriam, everything. It's just uh, basically. <laughs> and Marge is not even questioning this. Well, I mean, what's she going to do? I mean, she should know that this is Homer. I mean, if, yeah. it's, if it's new to her. Mm-hmm. Eh. Yeah, that's true. All right.
A tombstone? It came with the burial plot, but that's not important. The important thing is, Homer's dead. We've been saving for this since your wedding day. Get out of here, you ghouls! I mean, I don't expect any less from Patty and Selma, do you? No, um, they've really never gotten along. And what does the tombstone say, honey? says, Homer J. Simpsons, we are richer for losing him. For losing him. <laughs> Which is, I mean, are they wrong, though? Ugh. I mean, because he is a burden. He's a burden on everybody. He's a burden on the family, on his friends, on the town. Yeah. But... He's the lovable... Uh, Especially in the Simpsons movie, which we'll probably have to review one day. Oh, man. I, I was so happy about that movie. Didn't you say there's another one coming out? Um, or was that just I a think, nasty rumor? I think it was just a rumor. Okay. Those a-holes. <laughs> but when that movie came out, um, I was there. So was I. I was there at midnight. I wasn't there at midnight. First person. But I probably saw it opening weekend, yeah. 2007, that's when that movie came out. Can you believe how long ago that was? That, that does not, it seems like it was just yesterday. No, it wasn't just yesterday, and it could have, it could have been. Okay, so once Marge slams a door in their faces, uh, the power goes out, and she goes outside to the backyard and sees the guy cutting the, what, the, the power line. And... Yeah, once the lights go off, she runs out to the back door, or I'm sorry, back window, and says, uh... Well, what are you doing? Uh, he's like, we paid our bill or so. He's like, uh, yeah, well, this live was under Homer J. Simpson, so until you can get a job or a generator, the lights are off. Oh, and by the way, my condolences. <laughs> that is when uh, March really gets ticked off. She's been really, really mellow about this whole situation, wouldn't you say? Yes. So she calls up her Homer and... She's, she's not questioning anything. She's just oh. like, okay... Well, I mean, it's not really new to her. If it was new to her, then, you know. That's kind of a big deal. But it's funny because the whole house is just dark, and all you can see is her eyes. Then she calls for Homer, and sure enough, there comes another pair of eyes. Mm -hmm. Then she questions them. Did not, you know, did not question, oh, ask you if that, uh, if that doll was going to be to fake your own death. She's like, uh, yeah. Well, and then she's like, you go right downtown tomorrow and straighten this out. And then he comes, Lisa, and tell, uh, telling him that. Oh, Bart just ran into a door and bit his tongue, so he's he's not very happy about it either, but that's pretty funny. I think, you know what? I think that might be a scene that was edited out, because I don't remember seeing that on, like, syndicated versions of this episode. No, it was there. I don't remember that. Well, it's not a big deal. Oh, it is a big deal. Listen here, my name is Homer J. Simpson. You guys think I'm dead, but I'm not. No, I want you to straighten this out without a lot of your bureaucratic red tape and mumbo-jumbo. Okay, Mr. Simpson, I'll just make the change here. And you're all set. I don't like your attitude, you water cooler dictator. What do you have in that secret government file anyway? I have a right to read it. You sure do. Wife, Marjorie, children, Bartholomew, Lisa. Aha! Uh -huh. See? This thing is all screwed up. Who the heck is Margaret Simpson? Uh, your youngest daughter. Eh, your youngest daughter. Well, how about this? This thing says my mother's still alive. She died when I was a kid. See that stone angel up there? That's my mother's grave. My dad points it out every time we drive by. Mr. Simpson, uh, maybe you should actually go up there. Huh? Oh, Mom, I'm sorry I never come to see you. I'm just not a cemetery person. Here lies... Walt Whitman! Ah! Damn you, Walt Whitman! I hate you, Walt 
it's that other grave. The one that says Simpson. Ah! Oh! Why does my death keep coming back to haunt me? Ah! Oh. You awful, awful man! Get out of my son's grave! I hate to rain on your parade, lady, but this is my grave. Hey, wait a minute. Mom? Oh, man. I thought you were dead! I thought you were dead! Okay, so that's a pretty famous line. Damn you, Walt Whitman, Oh, huh? yeah. You know what? Uh, <laughs> it's funny. I always forget where that's from, but every time I see it, see the scene, it comes flash right back, and we we yell that out sometimes for no damn reason. No, seriously. And like, we try to figure out where the hell is it from. Cisco and I like quote The Simpsons all the time. The Simpsons and that movie Walk Hard. <laughs> we yeah. love that movie. Just <laughs> we quote a lot of different things, like like on a weekly basis. Would you say? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well. What do you think one of the funniest things from that uh, scene was? I definitely think, you know, he when he falls right back into his own grave. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what the audience can't see. We have to kind of explain that. He does fall, like, right into his own grave. And that is when uh, his mom comes in and asks, you know, tells him to get out of there. Right. Another question. Because we know she's coming from out of town, most likely, or she mm-hmm. was, like, in hiding. So She was on the run. She was on the run. I know she was on the run. Oh, sorry. On the lam. Okay. For old-timers. Okay. <laughs> Okay, wait a minute. So, how fast did this happen? We're good. It was the next day. Um, I don't know, forty-eight to seventy-two hours. They've already dug his grave. Yes, but and mm-hmm. and um, so hap- she's already gotten the news. Yeah, news travels fast. I guess so. I mean, come on. The headline was Beavers uh, still dead man's pants. Yeah. So I'm not sure if you, uh, if I see a news headline saying that beavers are still in people's pants, I'm gonna spray it that like wildfire. <laughs> so yes, she, you know, but you, you do bring up a good point. She got there really quick. Yeah, she did. I, I never really noticed that until now. Ah, now TV Homer ma- mom looks just like him. She got the same, uh, like the same nose. Well, yeah, you can definitely tell that's this kid. But mm-hmm. um, this is the first time we actually get to see. Her, as in her. I mean, yes, we've seen flashbacks and stuff. But uh, this was actually a very emotional moment. I mean, I was like, oh, my God. I don't remember flashbacks until this episode. Yeah. Uh, we, we saw flashbacks with his dad when he was younger. Well, there's the, oh, shoot. You know what this was this episode? It was this one. Yeah, this is the first time we ever, we've ever seen her. Okay, so where has she been? Let's find out. Hey, everybody. I got a big surprise for you. Presenting my mother. <gasps> you know, mother, that's Can you believe it? I know. I know. I know. Hello. This is so weird. It's like something out of Dickens or Melrose Place. Where have you been, Granny? They freeze you or something? <laughs> oh, my, such clever grandchildren. So full of questions and bright, shiny eyes. I don't know what to say. I finally have a mother. Okay, so that Melrose Place line's funny because that was probably one of the big hits in 95. That was when it was really popular because I'm a huge Melrose fan. And that's when it just, like, blew up. <laughs> Literally. Anyways, um, just want to put that joke in there. So, yeah, so they, uh, Marge is all excited because she has a mother-in-law because she doesn't have, she's never had one before. She doesn't have to live vicariously through her girlfriends anymore. And Bart wants money. I just, I'm sorry, I just find that line so... 
incredibly funny. What line? That she does not to live uh, vicariously through her girlfriend. Yeah. It's true. I know, but <laughs> when I you're mean, a bored housewife and mother, you want somebody to vent with, vent to. You know, who is she venting to? Her sisters about Homer. Her sisters. What does she have to vent for? Homer's like perfect. Oh yeah, he's perfect. He's someone we should all idolize to be like. Yeah. But yes, um, <laughs> Bart. obviously Bart comes in and says, hey, well, shoot, you miss all the good, uh, all the important dates. So uh, he tallies up how much she owes as <laughs> at a $75 per occasion, which is 95. That's a lot of money. That's like over 100 bucks. I never got that much. And then he ends up, you know, making a total of 22 grand, which is, you know what? It's not, it's not unreasonable. He's and, 10 years old. Mm-hmm. That's what, about right. What can you buy with 22 grand? A boat. No, no, no. I'm just saying uh, he's 10 years old and And then, you know, when you're when you're little, you get gifts. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we're going to be realistic about this, you get gifts. Preston, he gets a whole bunch of gifts on his birthdays and Christmases. Mm-hmm. When you get older, you start getting money. I just get spanked. But Pre- or, but Bart <laughs> But Bart Not kidding. Okay. I'm sorry, it's funny. But Bart um he's well, still a kid. Yeah, but he figured out that he can liquid, uh, liquidify your liquidify? yeah mm-hmm. your uh, your gifts. So instead of actually getting you know gifts, he gets some money, and then Homer uh, does what Homer does and just strangles him. Yeah, because Bart's talking about Kwanzaa and he says, "Oh, Kwanzaa, you!" <laughs> Another funny line. Mm-hmm. So Lisa is outside with Mona. They're all outside hanging out. Yeah, and then. Uh, Grandma Simpson is sitting down on the steps with Lisa, and they're just reminiscing about kind of like their childhood past. And there goes Homer doing a little handstand. He's like, "Look at me, Mom! Look at me!" She's like, "Yeah, it's great, uh, it's great, Homer." And uh, she just talks to Lisa about you know how she was pretty smart on you know at her age too. So you can definitely tell that they're related. And then you see uh, see Grandma Simpson just take off like, "Oh, gotta go! Oh no, gotta go do Grandma stuff." And then she's like, huh? And then you see a police car going down the street. Which, you know, is real real suspicious right away. And then in the very next scene, you have uh, Lisa calling. Uh, she called Bart down to the basement, and she wants to talk to him. <laughs> and with a dryer on. <laughs> so nobody can hear him. But that doesn't work very well, because Bart's deaf anyways. Yeah. There's something fishy about Grandma. Whenever we ask her where she's been all this time, she changes the subject. And just now, when a police car drove by, she ran into the house. Yeah, I don't trust her either. I was going through her purse. Look what I found. Mona Simpson, Mona Stevens, Martha Stewart, Penelope Olsen, Muddy Mae Suggins. These are the calling cards of a con artist. So Bart was going through his grandmother's purse, huh? Um, yeah... Yeah, that's weird. I don't, I don't know any guy who willingly, willingly goes through any damn purse. Even when you tell me to go through your purse to find keys or something, I'm like, I really rather not. Yeah, nobody wants to go through my purse. Or anybody's purse for that matter. That's but, true. Uh, yeah, it's funny. Then to go to find all the different ID cards, which I don't see a problem with. I don't. Well, they're obviously fake. Well, they don't have to be. You can get real fake ones. They're from, like, she has them from different <clears throat> states, too. One's from Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I don't know where the other states were. That's me, the fake. But, yeah, that's a little odd. And then, uh, next thing you know, they're, the whole family discussing how weird this is. 
And then they uh, they decide to approach her about this. Well, well, we're missing a scene here. Homer is talking to Marge about how he's so happy his mom's back, and Marge doesn't want him to get hurt again. And you know he wants to know why she left, and he she won't tell him. Well, I mean, she's just a big. Uh, she likes to poop on her butter's parade. But uh, yeah, then he's like, you know, maybe I was just a bad kid that nobody wanted to be around. Then you know, Marge tries to console him. That's when uh, they decide to approach uh, approach her in the couch. Yeah, and you know about this episode, it, it's a real thing. It does happen to people, you know? Moms abandon their children and they try to come back. It's pretty relatable. Not to me, you know, but to other people, you know? Hmm. Well, hopefully no, that has, hasn't happened to anybody that we know, but, yeah. you know, that is life and people leave for some reasons, but you know what? They're back, this cartoon, let's continue with that. No, it was, she had a good reason, that she, you know, to leave and we're going to get to there. Okay, so we want to wish uh, Homer a very happy birthday. He just had a birthday, May 12th. My husband pointed this out the other day. He said, happy birthday, Homer. And big shout out to my sister. She does have the same birthday huh. a couple years apart. But, you know, he was born actually uh, May 12th, 1956. Okay. And that tells us how old he was when his mom left him. Yeah, so he should have been 12 years old. But in this flashback, he looks a little bit younger. He's yeah, he probably looks around... Eight to ten or so. I thought he's about ten. Yeah. But this is a magic of cartoons. So this flashback, uh, Homer is playing Operation. Remember the game Operation? Mm-hmm. Now I remember when I first saw this, I'm like, I didn't know that game was that old. I didn't know it was back from the '60s. Did you? Well, not really. And I didn't know that. Uh, I actually thought you would get shocked like that, which I found out you didn't. Yeah, and he had like a lava lamp in his room. So and this happened in the se- this was this took place in 1968. Yeah, we just did some math and figured it all out. <laughs> um, he had, I think, he had a lava lamp. He's got a whole bunch of toys. He had like a slinky, all his toys from that time. And uh, it's a really cute scene. She's singing him to bed. And what is she singing? She's singing this. Uh, what is that called? Not Put a, a song. chewy inside. Yeah, yeah, uh, the like the, not the theme song. Uh, a, car, a commercial. Yeah, it's for it's for like a, a product. Okay, so we watched that scene again, and it's actually for Fig Newtons. That's what she's singing to him, and then she uh, it's really cute, and you know she gives him a kiss good night, and then she goes and uh, into the living room where Abe is there, and he looks a lot older than she does. I mean, I know he's not, or maybe he is. I don't know. It's, they never really say. Well, you know, I mean, he did go to war. Yeah, that's true. Man, you know, just they aged differently because, well, especially back in back in them days. And Abe is watching Joe Namath on TV, and Joe Namath has this long hair, and Mona's, like, kind of intrigued, and you can see that she's going to get into the hippie revolution, the hippie movement. Somehow, So somehow she gets involved with um, protesters. And they're protesting, uh, this is back in 1968, and Mr. Burns actually has hair. <laughs> and Mr. Burns is in charge of the, the germ warfare division at the laboratory. community. Laboratory at the community college, Springfield College, I guess, well, I think, right? I mean, I think those are just his, because, you know, if you have money, you can do whatever you want. So, yeah, he's, he's keeping germs. He's developing germs and yeah. just, you know, it's just a study of, you know, biological stuff <laughs> at a micro scale. And obviously, you got those hippies, you know, not liking this kind of stuff. So, uh, what's radical thinking, they decide to sneak it by night and uh, destroy all that. 
Yeah. Which they end up doing. And uh, there's a pretty powerful scene. Um, right before she leaves, she tells Abe that, you know, she's going to be going out tonight. And she may be coming late. And he doesn't care. He's like, all right, get out, basically. Yeah. And then, you know, next thing you know, they're at the library. <laughs> and they're setting, setting up a uh, a bomb, basically. But it's like antibiotics bomb. Yeah, to and, kill all the germs. And viruses, too. But right. Once it, and, and the bomb goes off, and everything starts dying. And there's a, she knows there's a little petri, uh, petri dish with something in it. And it tries to, like, run away, and then it, <laughs> it catches it. And the alarm goes off, and here comes... Uh, Security, private security Wiggums. Yeah. Because he's not the chief, chief yet. Yeah, he's, yeah. Ralph, and, or not Ralph. Uh, what's his name? Clancy. Clancy Wiggum. And he's running from uh, from like a glass uh, gas cloud because <laughs> <laughs> he thinks going to kill him. And all of a sudden, you know, he can breathe better. He's like, oh, I can I can breathe better. Oh, the acne's still there, but I can breathe better. Mm-hmm. It cures his asthma, apparently. Yeah. And um, at the same time, obviously, the alarm goes off and uh, Mr. Burns is running frantically towards the towards the laboratory. And then he stands in front of the door saying, hey, whoever's doing this, he's going to stop him. But obviously, he's still he's still old. Uh, he's probably like, what, oh, 80 years old at that point? Yeah, yeah. Because from what we found out, he is like 200 plus years old. <laughs> he's like 104 or something. I don't know. Well, he gets trampled by everybody exiting and... Uh, and obviously, in um, Mona. Mona Simpson's yeah. uh, caring fashion, she comes back, stops, and says, oh, you poor man. And, no, that's where they discover each other. Like, it was actually, indeed, Mr. Burns who got trampled, and it was Mona who did it. So, mm-hmm. next thing you know, she, uh, she's, she's busted. She's on the run. Well, she's, she's not on the run She's yet. wanted. She is wanted. Right. And then, um, I like how they describe her on, describe him. Then, it's like, she, he is described... That we only caught one assailant, and he is described as female, yellow complexion. <laughs> Uma. I'll miss you, Homer. I thought I dreamed that, kid. I'm so sorry I misjudged you, Mom. You had to leave to protect your family. How did you survive? Oh, I had help from my friends in the underground. Jerry Rubin gave me a job marketing his line of health shakes. I proofread Bobby Seal's cookbook. And I ran credit checks at Tom Hayden's Porsche dealership. Wait a minute. There's one thing I don't understand. In all those years, why didn't you ever try to contact me? But I did. I sent you a care package every week. Oh, come on, Mom. We use that same line on the kids when they're at camp. But I did. I really did. I'll prove it to you. Any undelivered mail for Homer J. Simpson? No. I'll wait this. That's what happens when you don't tip your letter carrier at Christmas. So she has to leave Homer, and it's like a really sad scene. And Very sad. Yeah, and then Homer says, I thought he dreamed that kiss, and that is just, that's deep. Yeah, that, uh, I mean, no matter what, you can never, never replace a mother's love and touching you but know think about that thing. though that was if he thinks that was his last time he saw his mom that's what he's always had in his head you know that yeah. kiss that he remembers man Aww. they they really know how to pull on your uh, little heartstrings sometimes oh my gosh, i know right um all right so a couple of things to clarify here because i didn't really know who these people were she says she mentioned mona mentions that she worked a number of jobs while on the run including marketing jerry rubin's line of diet shakes 
proofreading Bobby Seal's cookbook and running credit checks at Tom Hayden's Porsche dealership. Reuben, Seal, and Hayden were three liberal radicals from the 1960s, and Reuben did indeed have a line of diet shakes. Mm -hmm. And Bobby Seal did write some cookbooks. However, Tom Hayden never owned a Porsche dealership. It was actually Fiat's. I don't really know who these people are. But, they're just liberals. Well, they're they're just yeah. They're important enough to make it onto the Simpsons. Well, so. yeah, because they were helping her hide. That's the whole reason she was pointing them out. And then I love the scene at the post office <laughs> where they got like this big old sack of mail for Homer because he never tipped his mail carrier at well, Christmas. Yeah, I mean he's. I was just telling him, what the heck? He's like, well, yeah, you don't. That's what happens. <laughs> you don't tip your uh, mailman. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Um, be kind. Tip your mailman. Okay, hold on a second. Nobody tips anymore. They don't tip mailmen anymore. They well, give them snacks. Well, yeah. They leave water up for them. They leave oh, yeah. chips, granola bars. That goes out for your, uh, your UPS and your FedEx drivers too, especially in the summer. Especially here, you know where we're at, it gets you know hundred plus. So yeah. Be kind. Leave you know a little water, uh, a little cooler out there with some water. Seriously. And just be like, hey, thank you for your work. Go ahead, free take one. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's the equivalent of what a tip would be. I don't know. I, I've never, even back in the 80s and 90s, I don't remember ever tipping anybody yeah. for mail delivery. Yeah, and that's why you were. UPS. And that's why you And that's why your mail so slate. Uh, yeah. Another quick tip. I know this is kind of where we always kind of go off the grid, but <laughs> um, we always tipped our mail carrier when we lived in LA. Really? Yes, especially because he was our uh, little league baseball coach. Oh, there you go. We had <laughs> all 18 kids from our neighborhood all. Jam-packed into one suburban, going out to game games every uh, every weekend. It was a great time. All right. Okay. Uh, so uh, when they're at the post office, I see. I notice that Mona has like her sunglasses on. She's all disguised. Yeah, she was kind of um, not looking suspicious, but looking weary and uh, kind of like looking out for someone, like not one yeah. to be. Yeah. Can you imagine discovered. that life? Always being like always being wanted, always on the run. I don't have to imagine. Pfft, shut up. <laughs> you know the heard the song Man on the Run? Band on that's Band on the Run. I know, but I they were made it for me. It's just Okay, alright, alright. Right, right. Okay, well and then we see uh we see that Mr. Burns out there trying to mail a letter to the Russian uh Prussian. Oh the Prussian. Prussian something Prussian, yeah. We didn't really Which pay is, attention uh, to what it was. But the most important part is that he sees um he sees Mona. And then he kind of sees the, it's the old, old wanted poster. From 27 years uh, yeah, back. Yeah, it's still up there. It was kind of hiding, but it was there. So Mr. Burns puts two and two together and figures out that that's Mona. And he calls FBI to put them on the case again, because, you know, he knows where she is now. And she's still, you know, she is wanted. Yeah. So she's at large, and they ask him, are you sure this is her? It's like, yep, can't forget that monstrous face. Which, like, again, she is incredibly beautiful. Yeah. Uh, the next scene, Lisa and Mona are jamming together. How many roads must a man walk down Before you can call him a man Seven! No, Dad, it's a rhetorical question. Rhetorically? Eight! Dad, do you even know what rhetorical means? Do I know what rhetorical means? All right, well, I had to clip that scene because Bob Dylan's my all-time favorite, and the song that they're playing is Blowing in the Wind. Many people have covered it, including Joan Baez, and lots of people have covered it. Uh, and I think it's really cute how, you know, 
Mother Simpson's kind of bringing her culture to Lisa, you know, the culture she she grew up with. That or it, not grew up with, <clears throat> but you know. Yeah, and you can it shows that uh, music does run in the family. Yeah. Just not in the, just not in the males and the. Well, there's there's a completely uh, different episode for that, but yes, <laughs> the women, the Simpson women are very bright and they are very successful. Right. Just the men just have a crappy jeans. Yeah. Right, and I keep forgetting to say this: um, the person who's voicing Mother Simpson is Glenn Close from Fatal Attraction. She played Cruella Deville. Remember Cruella? Mm-hmm. De- she was really good as Cruella Deville. Um, she's one of my favorites. She's pretty good. Well, then we hear. Um, after they get their jamming, you hear the doorbell ring, and then goes, um, Bart says, Grandma, quick, hide. So she's panics. I mean, you think, oh, <laughs> crap. The feds found her. She's been taken away. <gasps> quick, Grandma, hide. No, Dory's going to keep me from my meddling. Stand up straight, Bart. Abe? What the hell, Chip? Now, here's a piece of bad news. Oh, Abe, you've aged terribly. What do you expect? You left me to raise the boy on my own. I had to leave, but you didn't have to tell Homer I was dead. It was either that or tell him his mother was a wanted criminal. You were a rotten wife, and I'll never, ever forgive you. Can we have sex, please? Oh, Abe. Well, I tried. What's for supper? Okay, so I think it's funny that Grandpa didn't even know she was in town, and he's just going over there just to meddle. <laughs> yeah, he's just he's meddling, so, uh, yeah, and, man, he really was surprised, and... Uh, yeah, he was. And it's funny how she points out that he has aged terribly. Yeah, well, he really has. Compared to those two, compared to each other, oh, man. Yeah, it is what it is. And you, raised, you left me to raise the boy. That's what aged me. That was funny. And then she's like, well, he... It's like, well, can we have sex? <laughs> I mean, hey, you got to give him points for, for trying. I mean, you, you're never going to hit a home run unless you swing the damn bat. And okay. after being denied, he's like, oh, fuck, what's for dinner? They're still married. Yeah. They never got divorced. No. Technically, if somebody were like, if you can't find them for so for a certain oh, okay. amount of time, you can file for divorce and you're granted divorce after like five years of someone going missing. Yeah. Yeah. So 27 years? Yeah, I would think that the marriage would be null and void by then, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so then there's this really cute scene of <laughs> of um, Bart, Lisa, Grandma, and Maggie. They're all doing tie-dye, which is super cute. I love, I love to do tie-dye. Have you ever done tie-dye? No. It's fun, but it's messy. I'm not allowed to tie-dye. Oh, it's fun. Uh, okay, so... Uh, they just talk about, Lisa talks about how I, she didn't even know, you know, how she fit into this family. She always thought she was adopted. I mean, valid, valid Lisa, right? I mean, yeah, I who mean, like her in that, is in that family? You know what I mean? Well, I mean, uh, March, she's not that bad. But Would was, you say she's smart, though? She's not dumb. She's just, uh, <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know. Ma- you know, Maggie has been proven to be pretty smart, too. Yes, she has. Yeah. But that's that's not till later on. Right. But yeah, she's trying to figure out how, you know, how she fit into a family because she always was the square peg in the round hole. Mm-hmm. And now they understand, you know, how. So that's got to be pretty, like, satisfying for Lisa. Yeah. To know that she's in the right family. Yeah. <laughs> or not, I mean, I'm sure that's satisfying or be like, damn. Right. 
<laughs> well, then, uh, okay, then we move on to uh, the FBI store looking for uh, Mona. Wait, we forgot to talk about Maggie. Oh, Ma- yeah, Maggie's I'm sorry. doing a cute little uh, Laugh-In dance. It's like it's a uh, reference from Laugh-In, the show with Goldie Hawn back, back in the 60s. And uh, Maggie's show dancing in her diaper, covered in slogans, and it's a parody of her of the filler scenes of Laughing. I've never seen Laughing. Um, and if you don't know what that looks like, um, for those scenes, the camera zooms in and out quickly mm-hmm. as she as they dance. So that's kind of like. This, and they have drawings yeah. painted on their bodies, and Maggie yeah. has uh, "Ban the Bottle." Yeah. Cute, super cute. <laughs> Maggie's my she's my absolute favorite. Alrighty. For her. Well, like like Cisco said, then they're. Um, the FBI still uh, looking right. for her, and then uh, they go and they're interrogating a cab driver, and they show a picture of her, and she's like, "Oh, I don't know," you know. They tell this picture's like you know twenty seven years old, <laughs> so he's like, "I don't know if I can remember somebody you know, like that." She's like, "Okay," and then you see someone on the computer just typing something up, and they say she should look something like this. Yes, yeah, age progression. Yeah, and then they turn the screen around. And it just says 25. She's like, yeah, so basically 25 years older. She's like, oh, yeah, I seen her. <laughs> and, and then they go, that me, go ahead. I would say, I saw her. Yeah, that's was, this running joke that they had. Yeah, and then uh, next thing they know, they're at the cemetery. And yeah. they ask the gravekeeper the same thing. And, of course, he answers the same way. Yeah, I seen her. I mean, I would say, I saw her. Yeah. Look, we know you bought the tombstone. We know the future did visit that tombstone. Whose tombstone was it? Just lift up your coffee cups and see. <gasps> Good Lord. Put out an APB on a useless R-D-W-O. Uh, better start with Greek Town. That's Homer J. Simpson, Chief. You're reading it upside down. Uh, cancel that APB. But uh, I'll bring back some of them uh, gyros. Uh, Chief, we're talking into your wallet. All right, so they... They visit the person who bought the gravestone, which is Patty, Patty and Selma, the two scary-looking girls. That he, that was his words, right? Yeah. Um, after they're still basically interrogating uh, the, the grave, grave digger, digger yeah. and to tell us that obviously that uh, Mona visited that gravestone, I'm um, the the grave site mm-hmm. as well to uh, scary-looking women, and sure enough, it's Patty and Selma. <laughs> so they're at their house now. So so you know, obviously the FBI is pretty smart. So now. Um, they're um, they're using Homer's gravestone as a coffee table, which is pretty funny. I mean, what are they gonna do with it? They can't get it back. They can't give it back. Can't get your money back for that. They're just holding it for. I mean, it's just like an investment. You know, it's gonna happen. It's just a matter of time. It's not. <laughs> it's not an if, but when. And then uh, Patty tells him, "Just lift, you know, lift yeah. your coffee." And Wiggum's obviously, you know, well. And my my question for Cisco when we were trying to um, figure this out is, did they does do they know that Mother Simpson is around? Do they know? I, I mean, do, you would think that that's her sister. Yeah, but they're not discussing it. They just ask, you know, whose tombstone that was that they were, that they all visit, visit it. Yeah. So she, they don't know that she's around. Okay. It's just they must not, because I mean, they would. They probably rat him out. Oh, no, they would definitely rat her out because they want Homer to suffer. Yeah, that's true. So it's just, uh, this is just some good FBI work, really. Yeah. And then. Uh, and Selma really are ghouls, aren't they? Yeah. They are the worst. They just do some loving. <laughs> some ugly loving. It's a lot of drunken loving. Okay, so... Also, that that scene with Wiggum is pretty dang funny, too. He's talking into his wallet and order, trying to order a, a gyro. Or is it called... I think it's pronounced a euro. Yeah. Euro, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, after they tell him that uh, he read the tombstone upside down, <laughs> he's like, all right, we'll just bring some uh, gyros back. Oh, boy. 
but yeah. All right, well, Burns knows it's Homer, and we get to this next scene. I've been waiting 25 years for this moment. I'm sorry, sir, I must have taped over that. FBI, the jig is up. All right, I admit it. I am the Lindbergh baby. Wah, wah, goo-goo. I missed my fly-fly, da-da. Are you trying to stall us, or are you just senile? A little from column A, a little from column B. <sighs> Sir, she's gone. <laughs> okay, so, so Mr. Burns is trying to play, like, his fight song, Ride of the Valkyries, mm-hmm. that famous classical song, but... <laughs> Smithers taped over it with ABBA. <laughs> very, very, um, should I say... Chic. Yeah. Chic is the best way to describe it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So that was kind of like the scariest scene. Honestly, you're here in ABBA, and you're about to get people busting through your house, guns drawn, <laughs> and all kinds of stuff. This is, I mean, I always do this, and I'm sorry, but it's just like uh, one of my favorite movies, uh, Dirty Work. When oh. uh, <laughs> when they're about to do have a bar fight and uh, what's his name uh, Chris Farley yeah he goes to Jigwa he's like yeah I know a perfect song for this D seven Metallica that guy next to him was like you idiot you press D six and it's uh, such a girly song I'm so what is it oh brain brain freeze but basically they're having like a big old bar brawl to like almost like you know uh, sunshine lollipops kind of music. Oh, how funny. It was, this is great. I know I've seen that movie, but I don't remember that scene. Oh, I funny. thought you were going to say National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. When they have to remember, they, they bust through the house in that one, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was great stuff. Yeah. Um, so, oh, never, never give anybody uh, the 12 jams of the year. Even though it's a gift that keeps Oh, the Jelly of the Month Club, yeah. Jelly of the Month Club. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So, now. Um, so, somehow, Homer got her out. Yeah, well, he gets a. If you notice, he got, they get a call that says, "Mom, can I talk to you?" Yeah, I forgot to clip that. That's right before Abba scene. <laughs> yeah, and then um, obviously they break in, and then they realize that uh, she's gone. Mm-hmm. And now we have Homer uh, in the middle of nowhere. Uh, it looks like a pretty cool desert. I mean, this looks like uh, not Idaho, Tahoe now. No, you know what it looks like. Remember the episode where Marge and her girl, the girlfriend. Oh yeah. It was called the Springfield Badlands or something. That's where he yeah. is. That's a good one too. Speaking how, of sunshine and lollipops. How many gorges is there around There's Springfield? There's but a yeah, lot. There's a lot. But it looks like a canyon. It looks yeah, like. Yeah, it looks like they're about to jump, uh, go off the cliff again. Yeah, Springfield's such a funny place because you got, and we've talked about this before. You got the mountains, the ocean. Mm-hmm. You got everything around you. Desert. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's a magical place. We've all been there. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, so now, um, again, they're uh, in the middle of nowhere, and yeah. Homer says, you know, we never got would have gone away if it wasn't for the, you, Anonymous Tipper. So who are you? And, and that's when uh, we find out it was... Uh, well, Homer doesn't find out, but we know. Yeah. It was Chip... Uh, or Now it's Chief Wiggum. Chief Wiggum. Before, before it was private security Wiggum. Yeah, he's on the payphone, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was 96. They didn't really have cell phones. 95. Oh, not five. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah, and it says, yeah. Well, you know, I'm just a friend who you know, uh, who thinks you're her. You know, uh, oh, who owes our favor? 
Yeah. And we find out because of the whole asthma thing. Right. He, yeah. He uh, his asthma was cured because of the, the Anti- bomb. It was a clean bomb, not a dirty bomb. Yeah, it was like and a, it was antibiotics. Antibiotics. It, it's the antibiotics. <laughs> yeah. So that goes to show you, if you have asthma, take some antibiotics. Yeah. So Chief Wiggum was a good guy. Yeah. He 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 is just repaying uh, repaying the favor really. Right. Right. Okay. Well, there's my ride. The underground awaits. At least this time I'm awake for your goodbye. Oh, Homer. Remember, whatever happens, you have a mother, and she's truly proud of you. Oh, Oh, hurry up, man. This electric van only has 20 minutes of juice left. Don't forget me. Don't worry, Homer. You'll always be a part of me. Don't! So she has... Okay, so she has to go back underground. Um, That's sad. Not on the ground, on the lamb. Well, yeah, but she calls it underground. Yeah. And uh, uh, that's that's pretty sad. A very emotional kind of thing. Especially, I mean, Homer, he... Basically, he had a smile until he was about 12. Mm-hmm. And then for like another world, maybe like everything happened, well, let's say give it a week, maybe. Probably. And then she's gone again. But at least you got to meet her grandkids. Yeah. Uh, even though he didn't know. She didn't know what their names were for yeah. a while. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, she she's sitting there sitting out there and her um, her ride comes and Alyssa did point out that uh, the hippie <laughs> is driving an electric van. The hippie pointed it out in the clip. He said it's electric van doesn't no, won't go ha- twenty more minutes. No, it only has twenty more minutes. So yeah, please. twenty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yes, electric vehicles were uh, were around then. That's what I pointed out. I said they were around back then. Since the seventies, probably earlier than that too. But I've seen not as efficient as they are now. And that makes sense because they're they're hippies or tree huggers. Yeah. They're green. Yeah. But yeah, um, overall, this is a very, you know, very well, sad... Well, the, the very end of it, going into the credits, Homer's just sitting on his on the hood of his yeah. car, just staring up at the sky. It's a really beautiful ending that doesn't have any... It's just a little, like, a little nice little, you know, song or instrumental in the background. It, I mean, it's beautiful, but it's sad, man. It's it like, is sad. I remember watching this for the first time getting really teary, like, for reals. This show has brought me to tears before. I mean, if... If you have any type of feelings, you know what it will do that. But yeah. it was a uh, it was very well made. It gave us a hell of a roller coaster of uh, of emotions from you know laughing to yeah. really laughing to damn that sucks. There's to... some really classic jokes in this episode for sure. But um, I think overall I will rate this one a solid eight and a half out of ten, and then with the mom factor bump it up to like a nine out of ten. With the mom factor. Well, yeah, I mean, just the emotional of it, but it was it was a great episode, uh, and uh, you know, I was very happy to see that Homer's mom came and again got to meet the family, and they all got to meet her and get a little bit of her and understand why the family, you know, the family's not as bad as they well, seem. Well, Homer probably, I mean, he thought she was dead. Yeah, I guess it's almost. I mean. Yeah, because that's he a good lived surprise. his whole life as like a lie until he met. He saw her. He met. You know, he knew she was alive. So I, I, I guess the best way to ex, uh, explain that feeling that he had when he found out that she was alive is like when you do your laundry and you find a twenty in your pocket and you're like, "Wow, that was great." 
I don't wouldn't compare that. I know I'm just trying to make a laugh. This. <laughs> We're getting really tired here. Nah. <laughs> Start to close shop here. No, but um, yeah, it was a great episode, and um, thank you again for letting me be part of this. You're this welcome, is honey. fun. I mean, um, I think the next one you're going to be doing with me is a Father's Day episode. It's um, gosh, I don't remember which one it is. Well, you know what? I think we might branch out. Is it Days of Th- Saturdays of Thunder? Mm, I don't. The one with the soapbox racing? I don't have my phone on me. I don't remember what it is, but it, he's coming back in June to do another episode with me. Alrighty, well, uh, thank you guys for listening. Mm-hmm. Thank you again for letting me be a guest. You're and welcome. like I always say, uh, keep a fish on your line and love in your heart. Okay, and you guys can follow my podcast, When TV Was Great. You can uh, go to Facebook at When TV Was Great Podcast. I have a group on, on there. A group on there. Sorry, it sounds like I said group on. I'm getting tired here. A group on there. And on there I have my, my podcast schedule and pictures from the episodes and trivia and things like that. So um, also you can go to iTunes and leave me a review. Uh, my podcast is available on multiple, multiple platforms now. Uh, I'm getting some more listeners, which is great. If you guys know any of, uh, you know, fans of The Simpsons or any of these other shows I've done, definitely send them my way. And um, have a safe week, and we will see you next week. And I'm pretty sure I'm doing an I Love Lucy episode called uh, I, uh, Lucy's Mother-in-Law. It's a funny one. Yeah, and in case, uh, I'm sorry, one more time. In case we, I didn't mention this, um, happy belated Mother's Day to yes. everybody, all moms out there. Whether your kid have two feet or four paws, whatever it is, happy Mother's Day. That's good. We yeah. all wouldn't be here without you guys mm-hmm. or you ladies. And uh, yeah, we love you all. That's why I'm doing Mother's Day episodes all May. Because it's not just one day. It is not. It mm-hmm. is uh, 365. Yep. All right. Well, thank you again. Thank you, everybody. And good night. Good night. Mama, don't go. Mama don't-